Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer normally, but this is the Summer of Love Beach Party Podcast special. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. I'm Mia. And I'm Aaron. Party on. Party on. Woo. (laughs) Pass me that margarita. Let's play some beach volleyball. Get into Woo. the mood. What, what else do people do during the summer? Mm-hmm. Uh, they fire. go to the beach. Okay. Yep. <laughs> We're right by the beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hand me some of that sun, sun uh, tan oil there. <laughs> I was going to say, Joel, you look like you're well prepared for this uh, this, this summer season with your uh, Hawaiian shirt on, I've noticed. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's looking pretty good. Yep. It's I was wearing a grass good. skirt, but the, the wind was blowing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a table here with all of the podcast equipment on top of oh, it, so you're safe. Man, that's nice. You're safe, Joel. It's okay. Can't believe we're doing this on the beach. Well, I mean, well yeah, we, we decided to find a safe distance from the ocean mm-hmm. uh, so that, you know, <laughs> tide won't come in yeah. and, you know, steal all your equipment. You know, I've got a high tide story, but I can't tell it on this podcast because it's very <laughs> inappropriate anyway. Oh, that's, oh. You feel that sand on your toes. It's real nice. <laughs> there you go. So tonight we, as part of our summer special, we watched a non-science fiction, non-fantasy movie. Although, I mean, it's fantasy for somebody, I'm sure. Luke Besson, probably. Uh, <laughs> you know how to set that mood, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. The Professional, a.k.a. Leon, a.k.a. Leon the Professional, <laughs> A.K.A. Wasabi 2. Just kidding. We watched Wasabi, if, if you recall. That was pretty good. Yep. It's from 1994, starring Jean Reno, Gary Oldman, Natalie Portman, Danny Aiello. Directed by Luc Besson and written by Luc Besson. It's actually... Uh, no, no, it's just our second Luc Besson movie, because we did Fifth Element. But yeah, oh. Jean Reno was also in... Wasabi? Wasabi. Wasabi. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that movie, Mia? Mm-mm. No. Okay. So I, like, I like wasabi, though. Is it about wasabi? Yes, it is. All, it's all about wasabi. <laughs> the, there's some wasabi moments. <laughs> Absolutely. There's there's one wasabi moment. I guess that was enough to get that name that. Or is it supposed to be because he's got like a jet? Okay, we're talking about the wrong movie here. <laughs> so, Leon. This introduced the world to Natalie Portman, basically. Launched a thousand goth <laughs> kid potential things. I mean, she's not a goth in this movie. What, what, what is she? <sighs> it's outside my this, spectrum. <laughs> this is a period of time where it was the 90s, uh, early 90s, and this was pre pre uh, huge goth movement. Mm hmm. This was just what people wore, <laughs> you know, at like cuties, contempo casuals. Mm. This was, you know, very near relative to like the fly girls and stuff on In Living Color. Mm. Except for, I have a feeling it was uh, French influenced. Mm, possibly. I don't know if Gautier had anything to do with this one, <laughs> but I would not be surprised if he did. Maybe a little, yeah. <sighs> Contempo Casual. Now, that's a name I haven't heard in a very long time. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Mia, you like this movie. Mm-hmm. When did you first see this? Mm, I think, like... 
it wasn't this version because we saw the director's cut, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the first time was maybe a year ago because it was on Netflix. <laughs> hmm. Nice. And nice. I had been wanting to watch it, so I was like, okay. I feel like you've been talking it for about it for a lot longer than that. Maybe more. I don't know. Maybe more than a year. A little more. Take a take a peek into the window of time. Time <laughs> exists all at once anyway, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And Aaron, this is like your fourth time watching it? Is it? Well, you just blew my mind right there at that statement. But uh, yeah, this would be my first time, Joel. Oh, your first seeing time. This, this movie. I thought you said fourth. When no, you, you said, my first. fourth time. First. Oh. And it was awesome. Mm. <laughs> yes. I think I've seen this like five times at least, but probably more than that. Mm. But not this extended version. Had you, had you seen the extended version before, Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> I I had seen the other one more. I've seen it a lot of times, too. But this is one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, good. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, it had been a while since I watched it, but there was a phase probably ten years ago, maybe a little bit more, where I watched it pretty regularly. Mm. That's cool. <laughs> And Aaron liked it. That's good. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And Mia obviously likes it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joel didn't like. Joel hated this movie. <laughs> I was waiting for that part. Joel thought this was trash. Is that why you picked it? <clears throat> That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, you've seen through my charade. <laughs> this is your summer of love pick, isn't it, Joel? That's right. That's this is like the time for movies where you could just chill out and put it on, and not have to worry about big ideas or subtitles or. Uh, uh, Stuff. Things. And you get those great lines that you could quote to people. No women, no children. I say that to people all <laughs> <No> the time. <laughs> I, the only line I, I take from this, of course, is, Everyone! Which is how I found out that Aaron hadn't seen the movie, because I, I just did that to him, and he was like, I, I don't know what you're referencing. <laughs> I know exactly what you're referencing, because I, I just saw I this movie. Face. Yeah. But you, so you didn't follow it up first with like popping a pill in your mouth, chewing it, and then just, just yeah, making a weird cracking noise as your head slides back. <laughs> That's how I take my pills in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Chewing on whatever it is. Ugh. I can't do what he does when he's uh, uh, Gary Oldman doing the uh, – <laughs> he's talking to the guy after he murders his freaking family. Oh, yeah. And he's like – I love Mozart. <laughs> oh, Beethoven. Beethoven. <laughs> no, he's talking about Beethoven, but he's like, you're a Mozart guy. Mm-hmm. Love Mozart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is good stuff. Yeah, I made a note about that because Gary Oldman plays Beethoven and Immortal Beloved. Oh, crap. And he and, did. He did uh, basically the same thing as this movie. Is that? I love Gary Oldman. I think he's so great. He can be whatever he wants in a movie. I think so. I think he he's definitely one of those actors where I feel he can just he just literally he can change himself like physically almost. <laughs> yeah. To like to fit the role. Yeah. And yeah. It's, he's just he's just that epic. <laughs> he is just amazing. Yeah. My mom says Gary Oldman isn't good looking, but he's such a good actor. He can make <laughs> you think he is. But I don't I don't disagree. I don't think he's a bad looking guy. Yeah, I don't think he's ugly. Well, no. <laughs> no. I and I and I think the first thing I saw him in that really made me feel that way like about his persona was Dra- Dracula. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes Holy through crap. a lot of metamorphosis just in that movie. Yep. And, yeah. Um, and I think that's when I really decided that I thought he was cool, too. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. But this movie and The Fifth Element, for sure, both had me like... I almost feel like if I didn't know actors in general i would be like oh those were the same people oh that's crazy <laughs> you know it's it's not that crazy but i just uh to go back to fifth element i just absolutely love the way he performs in that i love the way he performs in this one which is why things like uh batman begins the dark knight uh you know when he's playing commissioner gordon he doesn't 
he doesn't get to do what I think he does best. He's he's kind of hired to be uh, low key in those on, on purpose, and uh, I think that's kind of where his career is right now. Anyway, so I mean, if you're an older actor, I guess that's what you would want to do. You know, I listened to an interview with him recently, and sadly, I can't really remember much of it. But um, from what I can remember, he was definitely trying to be more low key, though. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I have a lot of respect for him as an actor. I think he's probably I when when I uh first got Facebook, I think he was one of the actors I followed. Like you know awesome. how when you, when Facebook started, it was like do you like this? Do you like that? Yeah. And I was like I like Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> like like first thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, st- I still do that by the way. I still yeah. like things I, I- like categories like, of things, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret shame. No, just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, this movie, though, I I really liked it a lot. I'm really thankful that uh, you picked it, Joel. Um, I just I really like the Fifth Element, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that's the only thing I've ever seen by this director uh, that mm. I can think of. So it was kind of really fun to see something else that he's yeah. done. I haven't seen Lucy, which is, I know, another one that he did, right? Yeah. Or recently. And did he do that or did he just produce it? I'm not sure. I don't know. You're going to have to. I, I, I was under the impression that he directed Lucy. I'm not sure. He's produced way more movies than okay. he's directed. Fair enough. Fair enough. But they all have, like, I mean, he produced Taken, and I, I feel like that is of his style. <laughs> oh, and uh, let's see. He wrote Taken, it looks like. Uh, yeah, he did direct Lucy. You're right. I, I have never, I haven't seen it. But Lucy, yeah, with Scar Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that one, but if he did Taken, did he have something to do with the transporter? I mean, I think he he produced those also. Oh, for reals? Yeah. I'm okay. not at all okay. surprised because yeah, it's I could kind see of it. the same idea. Yeah, he produced totally. that. He produced the trans- transporter series, also Columbiana. Yeah, he's he's got he's certainly got a style that he likes. Oh, cool! He was the executive producer on "I Love You, Philip Morris." That's, that's a pretty interesting movie. <laughs> similarities between uh, the Leon, the professional, and the Fifth Element were some of some of the musical choices. Yeah, I've noticed were very similar. Um, like some of the kind of droning music in the background for certain things, uh, mm. I noticed and yeah, I mean, that's one thing anyways, I can't think of any other right now. I, I had it at the tip of my brain, but I guess I, I drank too many burro churro mm-hmm. soda. Oh yeah. You've gone off the edge. Yeah. I've gone off the edge. So <laughs> that's too bad. I noticed a lot of parallels this on this viewing, probably cause I was looking for them this time, but uh yeah, ten minutes in, I wrote down already so much that looks like his other movies. Mm. I said, "This is one of my favorite movies." Period. <laughs> <laughs> and the more you get into it, there's all these iconic images and scenes from it that are just they stick with you, like the lines like yep. the lines of her bob haircut the lines of his suspenders they're like these little contrasting like pieces visually in like a very bland apartment room or something and mm. it's like i just feel like it's so well made and well designed visually but yeah, Bruce Willis on the other side of the door. I had a call back to that when he yep. was looking through the door when Matilda came to the door and her right saying, there. please let me in. I had a call back to Lilu Multipath yep. saying, please, mm-hmm. like, yep. take me. Yeah. That was the connection I made yeah. as well. Taxi Absolutely. Cab. That's right. Totally. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, have you seen the fifth elephant? Elephant. <laughs> have you seen that fifth elephant that Aaron was supposed to taste? Taste that elephant. Oh my god! I've heard about it. Oh my goodness! It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. You'll like it. Same director. Yes. Okay. Different style, like way more outrageous, but it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like a. Is uh, Valerian supposed to be done by? Luke I think it's. Well? I was just looking at his thing. It doesn't look like he directed that. Okay, but I know his name's all over it. Yeah, 
And uh, I've heard it's pretty good. <laughs> so, cool. I'm excited to see it because it looks like visually stunning at the very least. Cool. Right, let's see. Upcoming projects. No, no, he did direct it. Never mind. I thought so. Why do you open your damn mouth? <laughs> make me look bad. You can make like a like a slapping noise or something into the mic to indicate that you've. You oh, know. we're on the beach. People will see us. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Wait till you're. We could hide mm-hmm. under, underneath one of these palm trees. Oh wait, no, that one. Mm-hmm. We'll see what's going on. What you do is you put some oranges in a sock, and then you what? <laughs> Joel. <laughs> so. <laughs> Get some more opinions out of here. Mia, tell us what you, what do you like best about <laughs> this movie? I really like the relationship that Leon has with Matilda in this. I don't know. I think I just have a thing for like those movies where like the big tough guy like has to take in like a little girl, like in All Dogs Go to Heaven, which is with a dog, but <laughs> <laughs> same kind of idea. <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. Looking at, right, you, you, guys, Looking at you, Joel. Looking at you, Joel. off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my life. <laughs> my dad's this big, tough biker guy who had to take care of a little girl <laughs> growing up. Yeah, and all appeal to you. <laughs> and but it was just me and him. That's like. what happens in Taken, too, basically. Except for <laughs> he has to go get the girl back. Okay. Well, yeah. I was saying when we were talking about the fifth element, I think, that there's like a Kiro and Damsel-like arc that he does a lot. But in this one, I feel like Lee, the character Leon is just really endearing character, and so is Matilda, Natalie Portman's character. Natalie Portman acts the sh- out of this movie. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. She really does. I mean, if this were an instrument, she'd be playing a freaking guitar solo <laughs> with her teeth. Like, this is... Yeah, this is talent, and I don't, I'm not surprised that she became a huge star from it, but mm-hmm. yeah, she really, I mean, there are a couple of moments of tears where you really believe her, <laughs> that she's going through something hard, and also just, like, the innocence of it, like, it's like she understood what, what the story was and she was able to just do it even at a young age and i think that's really cool it, it is amazing it yeah. is just amazing i know i keep saying that but but it's just mm-hmm. like it's the way that she conveys all you know just all of it uh, <laughs> is this where george lucas saw her and was like i want you as <laughs> <laughs> George Lucas paid somebody to find know. her. <clears throat> I'll have you know that he had many different people try out for that part, okay? <laughs> and uh, after careful selection, he flipped a coin. Uh, that's I cannot I, condone an action which will lead to... Yeah. What was, it, what was the line? Selection of a wrong person. No, what, what do you say? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I, I just remember the an line from the... war or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which will lead to war. Can only mean one thing. Invasion. <gasps> We need more treaties. <laughs> <laughs> that is a deliberate lie. Fake news. That's what they say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I see. What's Alternative, going on. Uh, Alternative trade federation facts. Yep, there you go. Yep, those Jedi, those Jedi attacked <laughs> us. They never showed up on the ship. <laughs> All right, stop being so political, Mia. Uh, yeah, it's getting warm. You guys, uh. Maybe we should go. I don't know. Get get a soda at the stand over there. All right, like, let's pick up all the podcast let's take a equipment. Dip in the ocean, real all right? Quick. You know, it's right there. <laughs> I'm swim out for After a little all. bit. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get a. I'm gonna get a slice at Tony's Pizza. Hey, that sounds nice. good. Yeah, <laughs> and a nice. and a beer at the Topa Topa mm-hmm. Brewery. I haven't seen Mia for a while. Whoa, <laughs> she's kidding. over there hanging ten. That's crazy. I didn't know she could surf. That's amazing. See, we're we're bringing realism to the concept here. This is great. <laughs> Oh, did I just mess that up? <laughs> We're at the beach. We could record at the beach if we wanted to. I mean, yeah, there'd be oh a lot God. of noise, though. <laughs> it'd be I so think loud. It'd be cool. Oh, yeah. It's not that loud if you're not, like, right up on the waves. It's, it's pretty loud. <laughs> it's pretty loud from the parking lot areas. The ocean is mighty, just like uh, John Renault. 
Who's yeah. Appa- who's apparently an Italian assassin. Uh, Italian? I mean, that's what they said. <laughs> I think he's French in real life. Oh, uh, yes, he is French in real life. But in the movie, they kept, like, he had a very Italian way of handling things. <laughs> Might be a certain Italian person that we've hired before. So, I think of him as being one of the most French people that I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he played a French uh, commando in Godzilla doesn't mean that, you know, that's what oh, that's he has right. to be. He, he, be was anybody. In, he was in 1998 Godzilla, that's wasn't right. he? Yes. But he's a chameleon. He can, he can play an Italian guy, a French guy. <laughs> French guy. A southern guy. Oh. Probably. Oh. I haven't seen it, but. I, I enjoy him though. He's he's an he's an he's an excellent actor. I like him a lot in general, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he in that like a video game too? I was just thinking of that. Animusha three. That's what it was. I just straight up put his face in there. Like, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense at all. Oh, he's using a whip. Sure, why not? <laughs> why not? I just I never played the game. I just remember seeing the ad and, and like seeing like <laughs> Random computer-generated dude, uh, his face, and then, like, random computer-generated dude, like, underneath him. Yeah, it's messed up is, like, I think he did, uh, he did the voiceover for the Japanese version for, like, French, but the U.S. version of that game, they had somebody else doing his voiceover in English. Oh. And I was like, he speaks English, why the, you know what, never mind. <laughs> We're not talking about Animusha either. Well, maybe they just maybe they just couldn't pay for him to That's do true. the speaking lines. Mm. Yeah, you were talking about this is early '90s, early '90s, and that aesthetic is kind of weird to see now. Like the the way her family that you know gets blown away is dressed is like it doesn't necessarily strike me as '90s looks. I don't know, though. It feels far too retro to be 90s, yeah. though, you're thinking? Like, yeah. it feels more 80s to you? Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought, too. Well, I don't know what year it was made, but... It was really early 90s, yeah. my understanding. Because this wasn't, like, 90s, everyone's wearing florals and Doc Martens yet. It wasn't grunge yet. Right. It was, like, pre-grunge. Like, when everybody was into the new Jack Swing sound, like... Oh, you there know, you boys go. Boys to men, they're, Motown They're all dressed Philly. like New Jack Swing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I do feel like the style translates to now, too. I feel like if you were to take, like, her outfits and put them on a model in a magazine, it wouldn't be that weird. <laughs> but right. he does over-the-top costuming, too, in his movies. Yeah. And I think that the family was exaggerated. It was like... Okay, she's going to be in workout gear. It's going to be the craziest workout <laughs> gear we can get. And the mom is going to be, you know, kind of a kind of dressed skanky or something. And let, we're going to give her the craziest outfit we can. Just like somebody's and, Gomar. And then, you know, like just, yeah, over the top. Yeah. But for, but for her style and for Leon's style, I was thinking just now that. There, there are other similarities. Like he's wearing suspenders, and Bruce Willis wears suspenders in his costume. Yep. And she wears a crop top, and Lila wears a crop top, and they both have bob haircuts. And yeah, just like really similar styling choices. I'm sure there's like a crazy print, like an animal print on someone in <laughs> in the Fifth Element. There's like so well, many yeah, crazy. Ruby Rod wears one. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. No, hey, no worries. I gotta, I gotta take off from the beach here. But uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Are you Mia. gonna surf home, Mary? Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta ride the waves. <laughs> hey, don't leave that town. You take okay? your car to work. I'll take my board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're out of fuel, I'm still afloat. <laughs> right, right. Use the maybe, maybe you'll be okay. Uh, don't worry. I put a single strand of of um of uh, oxide sunblock. sunblock right on my nose. Oh, yeah. I'll be fine, guys. Okay. Okay. Surf's up. Yeah, thanks, sir. So let's talk about these extended parts because this is the extended edition, sometimes called the director's cut. 
Although I believe that Luc Besson himself has said that he prefers the theatrical cut to the extended version. <laughs> I do too, actually. <laughs> I like some parts of it. Like, yeah, all, all of the, like, I'm in love with you, we're going to have sex for the for my first time kind of thing. That's, that's definitely totally creep out mm-hmm. kind of stuff there. And it doesn't happen. It's just something that, like, she's talking about and he's uncomfortable with it. Right. Like, she's she's the one pursuing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of confused. Like, what's it supposed to represent other than, like, she kind of <laughs> is into him and everything? <laughs> I think that's it. I think <laughs> it's it. just, like, a young girl's crush type thing. Like and that? she's she's already been forced to like mature because of her family situation. Right. And so she probably just thinks of herself as older, not a big deal as she has to handle whatever she has to handle. Yeah. True. But I liked, I liked the parts where she actually got to go and learn how to be a cleaner. (laughs) That stuff wasn't in the original either. So, you know, putting the gum on the, no, which we'll call it those things. The called, people. The people. Yeah. Cutting the chain. Shooting people with the paintballs. Yeah. I like that part. Mm-hmm. And it actually without those scenes you don't realize that at the very end when he's holding the grenade pin, that that's actually a callback from earlier. Cause, it is. Yeah, because <laughs> Because that you know they go to do the door thing on that one guy, and then he starts shooting at the door, uh-huh. and then Leon like takes out the grenade and throws it in there, or he, he shows her the pin like in his hand. Oh, and so it's it's actually a call back to that. Wait, so then she knew he was gonna die? Then no, she didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> but okay, I mean she probably did, <laughs> but not not in a. She didn't know definitively, but I think that's why she didn't want to leave him, was that she was like, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> yeah. It makes me mad that, like, Tony, like, I feel like he doesn't really care about Leon, and that's why he, like, <laughs> just gave all his information away to, um, what's that guy's name? The DA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To Stan. Yeah. Stan the DA, man. I mm-hmm. forgot his name, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not important. <laughs> <laughs> I remember is because it's a, because uh, when they're in the bathroom, when she goes there to try to shoot her, shoot Gary Oldman herself, that guy says, Stan, which sounds like Stain. So, yeah, I can bleed myself seven times. And I can't really think of any other standouts from like that were missing before. I think it was just all that. Yeah, the love talk. And like, oh, I didn't remember the part where they like shared the bed together. That was kind of weird. Right. That's, I mean, that's, (laughs) that was from the deleted stuff too. Yeah. I think. I think so. Can't remember. I remember her wearing the dress at some point Mm. in the theatrical version. Okay. But I don't know if it, if they did fall asleep together or not <laughs> or if they just cut out the vote you know the conversation or what but yeah sleep in the same bed mm, kind of gross <laughs> i mean he didn't sleep in bed so it was it was just like a comfort thing for him but it wasn't it, it was non-sexualized <laughs> she should have slept in the chair then. <laughs> oh yeah yeah she should have yeah, put on the glasses slept in the chair <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's okay. They didn't do anything. (laughs) No, it's not okay. There's a reason that stuff was left out. In the past couple of years, I've gotten really into Serge Gainsborough, and he's a a French musician. And I watched like his biopic, and I watched a bunch of stuff, which I really like. But he had. He and his wife, they're they're the parents of, what's her name? Charlotte Gainsborough. Charlotte Gainsborough. Mm-hmm. And I guess that when she was a little kid, she was in some movie or something, 
or some music video with Serge, mm-hmm. and he was her dad, and I guess it was, like, creepy. <laughs> like, it was a creepy video or something, or a movie. I can't remember exactly, but I never saw it. I just, I remember, maybe I read about it or something, I don't know, but Jane Birkin was her mom, and Serge Gainsborough was her dad, and I think there was a huge controversy over it. Mm. And for some reason, when I was watching this this time, I was thinking about it from the perspective of French culture and, like, that whole thing. And I was like, this isn't as bad as it could be, I guess. Like, I was coming at it from a perspective of even though it's grosser than the theatrical (laughs) cut, I was like, well, (laughs) I guess there are creepier (laughs) things that have been done in (laughs) French movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just watched Taxi Driver literally yesterday, and I couldn't <laughs> help but have like parallels oh, yeah, drawn yeah. between those two <laughs> situations too, and that that's way more explicit, like what's going on there, even though you don't actually, you know, no actions go down on camera. The same thing is said here, but I almost feel like the MPAA nowadays would have had more issue with her participating in the hits and stuff like that. <laughs> like, oh, she's near violence. You can't put children there or something like that. But, I, you know, you never you can't tell what's going to set people off now. Like, yeah, little girl falling in love with <laughs> uh, an older man. Okay, I don't think that's that uncommon. <laughs> little girl talking about wanting to have sex with that older man. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she keeps doing things to sabotage, like, their situation, yeah. too, which uh-huh. is, like, even the end there, like, she's the one who basically ends up with him getting killed because she yeah. decides to go take the matter into her own hand when he was already going to go take care of it. Yeah, that irritates me. And also when she tells, like, the bellhop or whatever, the guy. <laughs> yeah, at the, the front um, desk guy. Yeah, he, she's like, oh, we're lovers, actually. <laughs> it's uh-huh. like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. I think it's really good. Just, like, as art. Like, I think about comic books and stuff that I like that are kind of, you know, maybe they have a weird protagonist or whatever, but they're talking about something that's so relatable or they're, you know, it makes the storytelling somehow seem more genuine or come through stronger. Yeah. And in this, it's like you feel like Leon is like a teddy bear. He's like <laughs> this big, tough killer, mm-hmm. but he's a total softy. And you feel like he falls in love with her as like a kid that he loves and wants to take care of like a child right like his baby and like his plant yeah <laughs> like his plant and you can't help but like him for it because you see that you know she becomes i feel like in the Achilles heel like she becomes the weak point in his protected life mm-hmm. that's so specific and and everything he lets her in and that ends up being his undoing but yeah but i feel like he really got to live because he got to have her in his life yeah mm-hmm. yeah finally gave him something to do yeah other than going to see the movies occasionally <laughs> yeah sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like how he looks around like this movie is great <laughs> Why isn't everybody else up there like yeah <laughs> what's up with all the milk though is that just supposed to symbolize the innocence he has yeah as a <laughs> no I, that's pretty much i think you're you're dead on he's very soft-spoken he never curses he, he drinks milk he doesn't drink alcohol or anything like that yeah milk Lots of milk every day. <laughs> yeah. She should have just been like, I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this soy stuff milk. away. Mm-hmm. You're going to get milk in Drink this soy milk. <laughs> no. You've ruined everything. <laughs> and she shoots him. <laughs> and that's how it ends. Yep. <laughs> 
I thought when I was watching it that, like, <laughs> it's kind of like Amelie is like a combination of both of them, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like not a killer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like a quirky, like quiet, shy, like girl mm-hmm. with a bob haircut. <laughs> sometimes troublemaking. Yeah. yeah, sometimes a little bit mischievous. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So when she, f- like the first night she spends there, like, he points a gun at her while she's sleeping. Like, yep. Why? <laughs> why do you think that he did that? Well, you notice that he puts on his hat. He puts on his shade. So he basically goes into that like hired killer mode in order to do this. Mm-hmm. But it's because I mean he's going to eliminate any like obstacles in his his life. He doesn't want things to change. I don't think he he's been living in this safe mode for. Decades, apparently, you know, at least or a decade or something like that. Ever since he got off the boat, he's been doing this from Italy, you know, because he's Italian. But (laughs) yeah, so I think that he just thinks this this girl will be better off if I just kill her because (laughs) she said she has no family. She has nowhere to go and I don't want the responsibility. So, yeah, (laughs) that's how he's used to solving problems. Yeah. And I think he doesn't know what he's going to do <laughs> if he ends up, like, having to take care of her for real. <laughs> but then he allows himself to figure it out. And I like that he allows himself to teach her what he knows, too. Even though, like, <laughs> killing people seems like the weirdest thing to bond over. <laughs> it's like he has decided that, you know, uh, how do I put this? I feel like some adults treat kids like they don't deserve the knowledge of something. And mm-hmm. if you give them the respect and the opportunity to do something, even though it's killing people in this situation, mm-hmm. it probably gave her more self-esteem to have an idea that she could be taught to do things and she could be part of it and participate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think, in a lot of ways, Leon's a, mm-hmm. <laughs> a good dad. Yeah, he was a good dad. <laughs> Especially since she came from, like, a household that was, like, they totally didn't seem to like her at all and just wanted her gone. gone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dad was an abusive piece of you-know-what. And, <laughs> and, yeah, it didn't seem like anyone liked her except for the, the kid who was also shot. That was sad, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I feel separated from those because I don't feel like her her family were characters other than like people that were supposed to be annoying. Even the yeah, even the little kid who doesn't he doesn't say a word. He just yeah, she you see her like hugging him, and then you see him hiding on the bed. And yeah, it's unfortunate that I feel like it was shocking. Maybe the first time I saw it, when yeah, okay, that kid just got killed, but there are a bunch of different viewings. It just doesn't have an effect on me. So what I'm saying is I'm a terrible person and uh, I should go to jail. I don't know. (laughs) No, it didn't have as much of an effect on me this time either, but it made me think about how, how much the odds are stacked against her. Like, okay, the bad guy, he's a really bad drug Lord, evil guy who'd kill people and not only that, he's a cop. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's invincible because he can pretend that whatever he's doing mm-hmm. is okay because he's a cop. And and she's a little girl. Like, <laughs> the most vulnerable, like... And I was thinking that's a real, like, David and Goliath type thing where, like... You know, the smallest (laughs) underdog versus the biggest (laughs) bad guy. And that's what it feels like in Fifth Element, too. It feels like a vulnerable person is... Yeah, Bruce Willis. (laughs) ...up against (laughs) the most evil thing you could imagine. And... Chris Tucker. And... (laughs) (laughs) We're at the beach. You can't hit me. (laughs) So witnesses and seagulls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. 
Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, she goes and ends up with Leon, who is shown in the the first part of this movie as like an unstoppable force. You know, he takes out all kinds of tons of guards just to to get this one, you know, shlomo or whatever that means. That, that, that's probably not the right thing to call him. I mean, whatever he is, some weirdo and threaten him to get out of town. I actually don't like that part. Because it's like straight up like we need to show this character's a badass. So he's doing like Batman moves. Like that part where he pulls the guy over the the edge of the railing by his tie. I was like, that's a Batman move. <laughs> <laughs> like appearing in the shadows, like peeking through the thing and then somehow not getting hit by bullets. Uh, like it, it's a bit too much for me. <laughs> and it, which is it seems like a weird complaint in this particular movie, but I don't I don't feel like it was over the top again like that in uh the rest of the movie. Well, he's up above them when they come into the apartment too. I mean, yeah, yeah that that cool. is yeah, that's a little whatever. I f- I feel like maybe that's his that's his way of doing it. It's like Batman. he has a few tricks, but like I think one of them is being able to be like above what's happening and mm-hmm. like being able to like grab people from like wherever he is. I don't know. So he's a combo of Spider-Man and Batman. He <laughs> could be, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. He's I'm, related to both of them. I see. <laughs> Mia didn't even remember that part in the beginning. Oh, when he's killing the the first yeah, because was that in the original theatrical one? I don't remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> You remember the guy with the super long Kenny G style hair or whatever it was? Um, or was it Tommy was so hair? It was Tommy was so hair. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that guy's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the white guy with dreadlocks, that's always a good look. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple guys on the beach with dreadlocks that are white, but you know what? That's, we're not talking about that. <laughs> Just ignore them. Continue with the podcast. Yeah. Death doesn't really seem to have much consequence in the movie, and I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, I couldn't <laughs> disagree with that more in real life. I feel like for the sake of the movie and, like, how it feels, it's like, maybe it's life doesn't seem like it's of much consequence. But but her life matters, and his life matters, and obviously she's devastated because the life of her brother mattered. But, like, to them, it's like nobody else's life matters. Yep. Nobody else. Yeah, it could, you know, come and go, whatever. But they just have these few essential things in their life, and I feel like I like that, too. It's like a comfort that they only need certain things. And that they can pack up and move and they'll have those certain things, the plant, the milk, the guns, they'll be fine. (laughs) This movie probably inspired, like, Despicable Me. Probably. (laughs) Except I don't really like Despicable Me. Oh, I've never seen it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. How does it? With um, Steve Carell, right? No, I mean, how did it inspire? How does it like it? Because he's a super villain, and he has to take in like these three orphan girls, and oh. like, yeah, same kind of. <laughs> That's cool, but I I don't like that movie. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, well, who's the minion in this case? I don't. Um, <laughs> Gary Oldman's yeah. one of the minions. <laughs> Maybe. <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> If the minions are evil, which <laughs> oh they are, so I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> so they do. They serve the the most evil person. Makes sense. You know, uh, yeah, death not a big deal, and that really stood out to me now because there's a big emphasis on like how killing a police officer is a, a huge deal, like especially in the media and stuff like that nowadays. Like, I feel like when I was younger. Cops were getting killed because you know we lived not that far away from LA. It's like police officers were down, blah blah blah, yeah. gang violence mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And now it's like it's it's a huge deal, and it's always been a it always should have been a huge deal. I understand that in this movie, a ton of cops get killed, but even even before that happens, when he goes and murders that one guy at the drug deal, and then he like goes into the DA DA like building and shoots two police officers, the response is to kind of go tactical on him. And I, I feel like 
he wouldn't be able to go anywhere. Like, cops would be looking for him everywhere. Because that's the way it works. You shoot a cop, all of a sudden you're, like, public enemy number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like if someone had done what he had done, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have been able to get out of the building. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that is what happened. Yeah. (laughs) So, I guess, technically. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I think that... I like that the cops are morally compromised in this too even though i i honestly i have cops in my family and i love them and i feel like they're good guys (laughs) i feel like i feel like i know that there are some people you know people are people i feel like there's good people bad people no matter where you are no matter what you know profession you're in no matter yeah, I know some really- Leon's a good guy, and he's and I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> he, he only is. kills the people who deserve it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> this is a tilted story. It's yes, like it told is. on mm-hmm. a different axis than you're used to seeing yeah. it from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was that pill that Gary Oldman always took? Like, <laughs> is it like acid? <laughs> I think it was a Flintstones vitamin. I don't think. Yeah, I think it was just an all an act. I have no idea. I mean, they don't talk about it, but it's probably some sort of like amphetamine or something. Makes him like crack that, right? his neck. <laughs> I wonder if we could look it up. I wonder if it actually explains Ooh, it, it probably somewhere. does. I'm gonna look it up. It's a peanut because I'm interested. Oh, you want to get some of those pills? Anybody? <laughs> anybody on the beach have any pills? Anybody? I wonder if it was his idea. Like, I'm gonna do this thing. What do you think? Or if it was like, no, we want you to do this. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, and it's supposed to be this. I mean, he acts so. Crazy, in a lot of a lot of his most famous roles. I I find it hard to believe if that was like scripted that way. Yeah. Okay. It says like the capsules and the effects of the drug were intentionally unknowable. Oh, so the drug was to increase his strangeness. (laughs) It was probably vitamins, like I said before. (laughs) Flintstone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just a food <laughs> Some Tylenol. They don't look like that. <laughs> ah, yeah. Mm, delicious. Delicious Tylenol. <laughs> it reminded me of when, you know, people bite cyanide tablets and other type things. Yeah. But you knew it wasn't because he would die. <laughs> He's making some crunchy noise. I don't know what's in there. <laughs> Sounds delicious. No. <laughs> Maybe he was popping his jaw or something. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, he's supposed to make it look rocks. like his, his neck was doing like, you know. He probably just has back issues. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, he's taking some, taking some horse. No, wait. Horse drink horse. Tic Tacs. Mintiest fresh breath. Because he gets right next to people right after he does it both times. So, <laughs> so I think that's what it, yeah. Tic-tac. It was like. Like a lightsaber or something like that. <laughs> uh, you know, no, sparks in the dark. <laughs> he swallows it, so if it was a lightsaber, he would be, like, sucking on him. <laughs> he uh, some people just eat those things like the candy they are. <laughs> like the candy. <laughs> they're just candy. Yeah, unless they're gummy. Oh, yeah. those exist, too. <laughs> <laughs> gummy lifesavers. <laughs> Am I intimidating yet? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do they still make gummy lifesavers? I don't know. They, I remember having them at one, not like recently, but like yeah. a long time ago. Last Me time, too. Last time you were at Disneyland, you had some <laughs> gummy lifesavers. Oh, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Hmm. Uh, so this, uh, I picked this movie because it's a staple. Like, I actually haven't seen it in like. No, I feel like I did watch it last year. I feel like I do watch this movie at least once a year. <laughs> and it's just it's a very interesting movie. It's it's I wouldn't even call it entertaining necessarily, but there are so there are parts that just like stick with you. Mm-hmm. And the like I said, like I I like Jean Renault and I, I really like Natalie Portman, but the reason I watch it is Gary Oldman. For for me personally, like he just is a terrible human being in this, and I love it. I love every second of how awful he is, and it's good. 
don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> I feel like he's really evil in Fifth Element, too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in a different kind of style or something. There's a different demeanor behind it. Yeah. But this one, yeah, I think he's, like, one of the best bad guys in this movie. Like, not of this movie best bad guys, like, best one of the guys. best bad guy performances. Mm-hmm. There's just something so creepy about him that doesn't, I mean, now that I've seen more of his movies, I'm, I think it's a treat like you do when you see this performance. But yeah, I feel like he's, he really does a good job acting as a bad guy in this. Yeah. And, um, yeah. In terms of bad guys in movies, I don't know how many more. I really, well, Alan Rickman and <laughs> Die Hard yeah. is up there. But, I mean, how many other bad guys, like, give that commanding of a performance that are, you know, that stick with you and you want you want to see them do it again next time? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. The only one I can think of off the top of my head, Jack Nicholson and Batman. Yeah, <laughs> totally, that, totally. That Joker performance is... Is amazing. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I think people would say Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight. Yeah. But Ooh. I feel like that's almost a different level. Like I he's like not that. he's not chewing the scenery in that movie. He's just scary. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are like, what's that scenery do? <laughs> <laughs> so the professional. That's what that's was that. Uh, are you guys okay? <laughs> or is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I think the tide's coming in, so <laughs> we get all our stuff gathered up there. Make sure not to leave any trash. Oh, okay. The chemistry between Natalie and is it Jean or Jean? Jean. Jean. I thought that was like really cool. Like I, I wonder if they like actually hung out like in between takes and were like buddies. Yeah, it does seem like they must have like been. You know, palling around or something <laughs> like. Best of friends. It's cute. It's so cute, mm-hmm. and I think that she's her character is confused. She's you know had a horrible family life, and she's just seen her whole family die basically, and she she is confused. She doesn't know what she feels and. And she is used to chaos, and I think that's part of why she sabotages, is because she's never really had anything be stable in her life for any length of time. So, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think the acting in this movie is great, and I think that the proportion of like lightheartedness versus like heavy moments is great it allows you to really enjoy watching it every time mm-hmm. and um i've said yeah visually visually it's a treat it's really inspiring and it makes you it makes me feel like there there are still many beautiful ideas <laughs> left to be had to come up with to make beautiful Cinema. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's inspiring. Yeah. Oh, okay. I take it back. I didn't see it last year. I think, like, I saw parts of it. Um, It was on TV, like, during, I think, early on in my freshman year of high school. And then, like, I just saw, like, I think to the part where they play the game when she's role-playing as, like, Marilyn and everything. And then I didn't finish it. And I think... It was maybe a little more than a year ago that I actually watched the whole movie on Netflix. It was good. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Marilyn? Marilyn Monroe. I don't know what you guys are talking when about. When she's, like, doing the game. Oh, I couldn't figure out who any of these people were. <laughs> yeah. Except for Gene Kelly. I knew that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think of her as a heroine as being, like, Amazing <laughs> as like a character to follow and be behind. You root for her so much. Mm-hmm. You just want her life to be. You want her to have whatever she wants because you've seen everything she's been through. And I think that she's charming and she's stylish and she's strong. Mm-hmm. You know, she yeah. tries so hard. And 
Yeah, I really like her as a character. Yeah. And him too. Like him too. you don't want him to die or anything. No, you want him to no. be fine. No, and the more you get to know him, the more you feel like he's like probably the best person she's ever encountered <laughs> in her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for the school. That lady seemed pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. At the end that moment you're kind of like, maybe this person is <laughs> Not, you know, is going to be not me. A, a good person for her, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think she <laughs> believes her when she tells her the DA thing. Yeah, Joel said that she kicked him out. Her, <laughs> she kicked her out afterwards. <laughs> after she, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Don't lie to me this time. Oh, that was your one chance. Now you're out. <laughs> Anything else? Mm-mm. That's it, I think. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's wrap up this beach party. I'm getting I'm getting a little sunburn on myself here. I don't uh don't need any more of that. <laughs> and next week we've got Aaron's pick. He has picked the movie Three Ninjas. I'd ask him directly why he chose that, but he's not here, so also we didn't get to talk about Transformers because they played that on the TV in this movie. Because Aaron <laughs> left early. <laughs> Basically it's all Aaron's fault. I thought you meant the movie Transformers because we went to see Transformers. Oh, no, no, no. We're not talking about that. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Forget that. No. And hey, we should talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> talk about that next time we record a soda podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to read outro stuff. You guys think of a super cool summertime fun lesson that you learned from the professional. <laughs> Make sure it's something that the kids will really dig, you know? Mm-hmm. Something about fidget spinners or something. (laughs) I'm not sure. So here's the summertime, fun time, outro stuff, just real quick here. Check us out on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash pdsmios. If you have a suggestion you want to give to us, you can write into please don't podcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars, uh, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash ear trumpets. That's for our whole network. And, uh, yeah, check out the, the network. It's eartrumpetaudio.com. You can use, uh, listen to all the other great shows that are on the network with us. So, man. Did we bring any aloe vera? Because I've got like a, yeah, this is going to got peel. <laughs> I don't know. You guys have a lesson for me? I'm the professional. <laughs> I'll go first, if that's okay. <laughs> Summertime, cool time lesson that I learned from the professional is that everything is cooler when you have your shades. <laughs> right? They gotta be those round type, though. You know, only certain people can wear those. <laughs> Mine is, if your family gets murdered, you should hope that the guy in the next apartment is a professional assassin. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> knock at his door. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other circumstances where you would you would hope he was a professional assassin? Because I, you know, if we had one like next door right now, I don't think I would. I'd be too happy about that. No, no offense, <laughs> Scott. And, uh, <laughs> when would we need a hitman? Is that the question? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, saying, okay. I'm saying in general life, I'm not sure I want to live next door to a hitman. Yeah, my lesson from the professional is. Survival. <laughs> the lesson is survival. <laughs> Do what you can to survive. Um, n- uh, also, when uh, th- this is a pro smoking movie, I think. I think that it's like if you have a problem, smoke a cigarette type thing. Well, I mean, Leon doesn't smoke, but yeah, yeah Matilda does. Because mm-hmm. she's a cool kid. All the cool kids <laughs> smoke. Cool- <laughs> yeah. And by the way, when you're on the beach, don't leave your cigarette butts in the sand, okay? It's not a giant ashtray. Pick that crap up. <laughs> this has been your PSA for the day. Oh, we didn't even talk about Bjork or Sting. <laughs> oh, I was going to say my lesson was if you want Joel to like your movie, you should definitely put a Sting or Police song in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do that every time, guys. Do that every time. Uh, the listeners are going to hate me now. The Bjork song is Venus as a Boy, and the only real note I had about it was that that she's in a kitchen, 
mm. in the vid- music video for Venus as a Boy, and that they're in the kitchen when they're playing it in the yeah in the movie as well. Yeah, I don't I don't know who directed Bjork's music videos, but she's had all kinds of special directors do her stuff, like Michelle Gondry and everybody. So cool. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some connection between Bjork and this filmmaker. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see you at the beach next time, folks. Thank you for listening. All right. Bye. 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 Whew, it's too warm. <laughs>